In a relationship, Go you on. know how, what you've got to be? Be a Gary Neville in a relationship. Yeah. Steady every game, right? Can you go out alone? Can you be going <laughs> no, 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 alone? No, 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 you certainly can't go out alone. He's <laughs> 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 like a one man, he's a one man. You've got to be Gary Neville, man. You go never go alone, never. Yeah, one no, 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 no. The, one of the biggest moments of my life is when I won a BAFTA to have gone from where I started to win that. And Rio also won that year. Like, he took the time to come and tell me that. And since that, I carry that with me. Hello, I'm David Rianich. And I'm Spex Gonzalez. And this is Strip, brought to you by William Hill. In this show, we talk to celebrity guests. As we get nostalgic looking back at retro football shirts that made us fall in love with the game. That is right. Our guests pick four shirts that tell the story of their life. The first one, the haunted one, the unforgettable one, and the named one. Listen, man, today we've got a special guest. He's an actor, a writer, podcast. He's everywhere. How tall is he? Oh my God, he's five foot 18. Wow. Which is six foot eight. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Davis. I love five foot 18, bro. I'm going to use that. He actually counted it that. as well before. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to use yeah, that's, that. That's, that's how I do, I do the heights. I feel less of a freak than five foot 18. <laughs> when did you realise you were going to be mad tall? Were you always tall, like in school as well? I was tall and skinny. Like, oh, is it? Yeah, really, 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 like proper, like thin, like, thin. Yeah, 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 no, like, yeah, Not yeah, like yeah. It was until like I worked, started working, like, uh, yeah, fifteen, started working on sites. Um. I went to lift, and then I started bulking out a bit, and also stomach started growing because I was drinking <laughs> beer all the time at that time. But uh, <coughs> yeah, man, that was when um, I started, yeah, getting a bit bigger. But um, yeah, I was tall and thin, wiry. Mm. It was like, and there wasn't no, there wasn't like a Peter Crouch at that time. To aspire to be. Just you. Yeah, there's no <laughs> tall footballers that you could look at. I think Ronaldo, Arnon was probably the first one I remember who was tall. He was tall. slim, isn't it? He was tall, yeah. Arnon's tall. He was tall as well, Arnon, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, just, he had everything when he Slender. Saw. Mm. Oh, mate. He had the look, something about the oh. look as well, wasn't it? Like he was handsome in a, in a, yeah, in yeah, a strange yeah. way. Yeah. Like, you know, when you've watched football for a long time and you watch someone who just made it look effortless, it, yeah. like utterly effortless. I, I loved watching him. He used to do Eurosport on a Saturday and it would oh show all God. the goals for Europe. And he would be like, you'd just be watching just to see what he'd done, what magic he'd done. <laughs> it's an incredible footballer. Listen, that, that was nostalgic. You said Eurosport. That's oh. what was called, I think, Euro goals. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Legendary, but the commentator was always so loud. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't hear the, the, the audience. But that's that's what I love, mm. right? Is the fact that they put so much. Even now, we don't have that. We like in, in England, we don't have that much like adrenaline. Like that's yeah. what like I think like you know when we talk about the shirts and talk about that's just what I loved. Used to sort of like mm. listening to how much like, passion they had for the game and like you know whether it's the Dutch league, the Spanish league. But yeah, I, that used to be like a Saturday morning. It was like they round up every. They, that was an incredible show. I remember Euro goals, but I don't think they ever had Prem. No, 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 no right? No. They never had Prem. No, Belgium, like Italian, yeah, French, yeah, Spanish, yeah, yeah. Italian, Dutch, Dutch, French. They what used to go for, and it showed every, every goal. goal. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eurosport's one of those weird channels. Like, you, I always turn it on when I was. Usually for tennis, if mm. I intentionally go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not intentionally watching Eurosport, it's always cycling. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's always cycling. Or some always, other always. weird sort of like sailings on there. A Is that yeah. sailing the one with the big thing on the, yeah, the yeah, sea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, never understood that. In the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never it, you you sit watching mm. the sailing thinking, I genuinely haven't been on a boat sailing. That's about the most <laughs> yeah. boring thing. But watching someone else do it, you're just like, how's that? How are people doing this? How does one get into sailing? Say <laughs> how to get in. Money. Yeah. You never see people like us. There's it's never anyone like us. Unless we're cleaning the boat. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs>
or I'm working on the door for the boat. That's the only way you see me sailing. Or yeah. if someone's strapped a sail to me. Yeah, that's God. the only time. We're talking about the sea, though, weren't we? Spoke from you yeah, yeah, earlier. Yeah, because you, you were saying basically you'd love to see me uh, skydiving, surfing, surfing, surfing. And, and I, for me, I'm a man. I believe we should leave the sea alone. Yeah. And I believe they put sharks in there for us not to go into the sea. That's a beauty. Yeah. You're like the atom, bro. Yeah. Because you yeah. think there's something under I the think sea. There's, I think there's another world under the sea. Yeah, so yeah. I think they put sharks and stingrays, stingrays. and whales yeah, 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 yeah. To, to block us from Nemo. sea. And Nemo yeah. and all that. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's my belief, I love man. the fact you sit watching a Little Mermaid like it's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> there is some mad, some mad creatures, though, under the sea. There is, there is. I think we've, I agree, respect. Yeah. I don't think we've seen half of it. Of course not. Things like the Bermuda, I mean, this. Let's go well off. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Let's it. Do it. Like Bermuda Triangle. Oh, that's wow. real. That's real. Yeah, man. that's some. You can't fly over it. No, 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 yeah. no. And it's some what, real spooky madness yeah. that's happened. I don't like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's you know I can swim a bit, but as soon as some sort of waist eye, that's it. Freaking, yeah, 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 yeah. My feet can't touch the ground. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, look, that's why we invented swimming pools. Mm. Do you know what I mean? was bright enough to go. There's rip tides. There's current. When you break down the sea, you're right. It's a Fest of like disaster. <laughs> people in the pool, but the people to see. In yeah. fact, I, need, I actually nearly drowned in the pool. Really? Yeah, when I was year six. And I remember the uh, the Baywatch teacher put, used the pole. And I'm sure he was trying to put, stick the dirt down. What was that pole? Kill what's, you. That, what's that pole about? What's it, I'm going for you to grab on. Oh, I'm meant to grab it? Yeah. <laughs> I was moving it out of the way. <laughs> I was moving it out of the way. I thought he was trying to like, get you. push me down with it. Yeah. Like, that stab is crazy. That's a really long pole. We'll <laughs> get him. I think we have digressed quite yeah, a bit. Of course, man. Oh, yeah, we are there, rabbit hole right? yeah. oh, guys. Of course. Yeah. I actually Love genuinely her. thought this is probably just about the most educating oh, you, uh, podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> but listen, we've got a great announcement, though. I got it. Behind us. Oh, yeah, I got the shirt. New, new These strip. are wow, nice. Wow, the strip shirts. Yes, William Moore shirts? My shirts. Wow. What do you yeah, think? I like, I like, I like them. Shirts, yeah. I like the gold. Clean. But yeah, you know what? That, that's that's when you've got the right look. Mm. Clean. Clean is everything. Yeah. Because you've got a nice pattern. I nice like the gold, man. Font. The gold's nice. I like the font's the nice. is nice. This reminds me a bit of like the Tottenham Holston. Uh, ah, the Colston. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tottenham Holston. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. had a Juve gold shirt. Remember Juve had the gold shirt? Yeah, they did. They did. Fulham. Yeah. Oh, that oh, yeah, yeah, that's the you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Some wolves are wolves. Yeah, yeah wolves, but yeah. wolves is never. Their gold's just a little bit off. Weird. It's like fake gold. Yeah. Man carrots. Yeah. Kilburn High Road. Yeah, I had like a chain like that when I left yeah. school. <laughs> just leaves a couple marks. Yeah, it? like a <laughs> green mark for the whole thing. <laughs> right, we're gonna go to the first one, Tom. Yep. And uh, this is a shirt that made everyone fall in love with the game. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. And you went with the England 1990 Home World Cup kit. I think that was the first time where it felt like, I, like I was a football fan before then mm. and liked it. That was the first time that football felt like, it was like the run up to a, like a block, like it becoming the blockbuster that we know now. Even now looking back, it was just was, it felt so vibrant and that kit sort of sat in the middle of it all really. I think every, I think it was, I remember like at school, them having a day where everyone could just wear their football kit in. Uh, I was, and one one kid in my school had the away shirt. It wasn't like now where it was like that was almost impossible to get the away what shirt. Was the away, what, away red. red, red, yeah, yeah, okay. it was a, red, it was a banging shirt. 
I just don't remember people having away shirts. Where would you get a kit back then? Would it be available as widely? I think it was, but it was, yeah, but it was like, it wasn't like now, was it? Like you didn't have JD Sports and stuff. I mean, this makes me feel so old. Like it wasn't a blockbuster. It's essentially like you you had like, this is before blockbuster. So you had Joyce's video shop. That also sold wool. Joyce. And st- yeah, that, who's, yeah. Who's Joyce? Yeah, Joyce was an old lady who had a shot who sort of went, well, oh, actually. Yeah. Joyce, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, 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 no. Yeah. Joyce was like the local person to us who had a video shop. Yeah. Everyone was like, you'd have like a video shop that was like, and then the sports shop would just be like, a sort of failed PE teacher who sort of saw sort of a bit <laughs> like, you know, it wasn't like, there wasn't as lucrative a market. So yeah, you, you you couldn't just go out. You had to hope that you could find one in your size. That's mad. And uh, yeah, I, I remember that shirt, and I, I remember like the the football fever of of that sort of. It was when people like footballers again started feeling like superstars. You know, mm. like it was like Pete, those guys sort of England had been for like in the doldrums for a little while. They hadn't had it like you know, and all of a sudden like these players were coming through who who, you know. To finish in that sort of semi-final, in 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 a sense that you you felt like actually a little, little unjust. Didn't like now when you look at it, it goes well. Actually, that's happened pretty much every four to eight years with England. You know, you think you're going to win it, you think you're going to you've got a chance, and it doesn't. But yeah, man, that that, that and that kit just felt like skinny shorts. What, what were you doing at that time? Do you remember, like, 1990? 1990, Where I were was you? flunking out of school. Probably. I was ten. Yeah, you were ten. Ten. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's the identity of who you're going to be as well, right? It's not just like f- the football is such a big part of like when you when you're growing up, mm-hmm. especially if you're growing up in a working class background. Football comes massive for you, and I think like that sort of side of thing. I knew I was awful at it. I wasn't any good at football. I knew I was like never like you know scuffing around like the B team of any little league. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like already uh, sort of finding my place within like the world of like. Yeah, I was for Sunday League. I was just standing around looking after other people's things. Um, Did you wear those blocky shoes? <laughs> yeah, you had the blocky ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, not even wallabies. Or the, or no, no, no. You not the oh, ones well, that you can chip. You can't yeah. chip it, innit? No, 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 no. Just to smash a toe. What pump. were they called? Like yeah, the rockers? I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. As a defender. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally sort of basing your whole game around it like a squad player. How sad to be 10 and know that that's your role in life. This is me. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a squad player. I might get three games a year. I'm all right with that. Oh, yeah. So like, that's what I guess, yeah, English. I think like mm. being an Englishman. This kit reminds you of like an Englishman. Was, was, yeah. it, was the atmosphere like, you know, like now with the World Cup Neuros, everyone gets behind. It's a weird one for me as well because, so that I was 10 then and then I was 14, 14 in 1994 when, because sort of, my family are all from Ireland as well, so I'm English Irish. Mm-hmm. So that year in 1994, I had to toss up really between this one and in 1994, that Ireland team that went to America and beat um, Italy like one of the best games of football I've ever seen. And actually like we were over, cause we used to go to holiday, like have our holidays over the summer in Ireland. So that in itself felt like I'd really had to sh- like go, which of these two really sort of like sitting side by side, 94 Ireland. But the one that made me fall in love with, like really like think football is something that, and has been a mainstay in my life, like as, as a air of romance to it, like mm-hmm. football, you know. I've had different girlfriends, I've had different jobs, I've been in different sort of places in my life, but football's been the only constant, do you know what I mean? Mm. And actually that probably started in, you know, the disappointment. You know, you, as a 10 year old, you learn that disappointment is gonna be a massive part of your life. When you're not very educated. That's true. And, and you, you, know, you go through life and you know, actually, supporting a team that are never really good, you know, in West Ham, they're never gonna to achieve too much. So your actual, you know, 
your own sort of ambitions can be sort of almost like, oh, actually, that, that's just about enough. Oh, you know, a semi-final feels pretty good, you know. Football's character building. It's, yeah. it's a spiritual experience, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, If yeah. you look at it, you don't go into those levels of how we... You know, an identity crisis at 10. <laughs> yeah. You're deciding which country to go for at yeah, 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, getting ready for disappointed as a working-class yeah, human. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, there's so much to Every it, Every job really. you're going for. I went, to, I went for a job as a bin man oh. at 16. I thought all I ever wanted to do is be a bin man. I went along and they said I was too eager. Too what? eager. <laughs> like, too good to pick up bins and yeah, put it in the van. Yeah, yeah. Because I knew all the routes and I was really excited by it. And they said, no, no, come on, mate. You do our head in being in the truck with that fella. <laughs> Wait <laughs> a minute. <laughs> they turned you down because you wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. I was so sense. eager. It turned up really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I've got this job and I was really back right. pumped for it. And it's funny, actually, it was my, my mum and dad. Because when, when, when I was yeah, younger and having similar questions, actually yeah. being Serbian and all these things, immigrants, blah, blah, blah. But um, my mum was like, what do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be a football supporter. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, so how are you going to get paid of being a supporter? And I was like, no, I just want to be a... F like, the guys that mm. chant. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing as well. Like, right? You could be like, an ultra. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you, that's a you difference. An ultra is a different thing, right? I look and think, <laughs> you know, like, as an England fan or, like, West Ham fan or whoever you support, yeah. And you hear a chant and that chant. I remember like the, the Dimitri Payet one. Dimitri uh, Payet, we've got we've Payet. We've got Payet. Dimitri Payet. I just don't think you understand. understand. Was that, was yeah. that? He's a village man. He's better than Zidane. We've got... Okay. Right, so that song, right, that became... Everyone started yeah. having a version from, you know. But at we some point, right, oh, one zero. person... Yeah. One person, yeah, made that into like spent some time, thought about it, paid. yeah, and then turned up at the game. Like anxiety must have. I'm a performer. Imagine being there, just thinking, well, I've got to like smash this now. I've got to drop. I'm gonna drop. And it's like Stormzy dropping a new track. Yeah. But you're in the middle of like sixty thousand people, and you go, we've got to meet you, but I just don't think you understand. He's Stephen Village, man. He's better than Zidane. We've got Dimitri. And then you've got to go, I hope someone goes, was that you were singing, mate? <laughs> We've yeah. got Dimitri, yeah. <laughs> three or four. Then everyone. That, that's an incredible thing. So that person, I've got no idea. That's I've got thing, no man. idea. We know Stormzy. Yeah. We don't know. Who, who did that? Yeah, who, who came yeah. out of that for the first what? time? Yeah. Yeah. Those are the stories you need to tell. Yeah, but I'd love to go up to, you know, that, like, oh, every football fan, like, knew Vieira, that Vieira song. Yeah, that's it's impossible, like, yeah. though, because how yeah. do you prove it was them? Yeah, yeah. Ryan Giggs, could Ryan like... Giggs, running down the wing. Yeah. Boom. Because yeah. someone could lie that they made up. I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone should lie. I would lie. Yeah, if, I would I, lie. if I thought I could get away with the, <laughs> the, the pie, um, we have one uh, at West Ham, which is, uh, I don't know what's been said, but Jermaine Defoe's boots are made from lead. And I don't know what you've been told, but Bobby Zamora's are made from gold. Da -da -da -da. I like that. <laughs> it's when we, we, the foe left went to the top and we got Bobby Zamora in exchange. Who's <laughs> yeah, all that? That's a great song. <laughs> it's a great yeah. song. Yeah, so many levels to it. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still in awe about the Bin Man story. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> apart from the football fan, my parents used to tell me then, because I didn't know what I was going to do for a long time. And then they were like, oh, you should try being a bin man. Like, yeah, you're yeah. going to be a bin man. Mm. Like, they were almost, like, looking down at the job. And I was like, maybe I'd be a good bin man. Yeah, but also, like, I used to sort of, like, it's I'm, a weird thing. When you used to look out your window and see the bin men at, at it, they all laughing and having a laugh together yeah. and a joke. Like, the, like, you know, the sort of team spirit of that. Mm. I, was, like, I worked on building sites from a very young age, and I did that job for a long time. I slipped and did other little bits here and there, but 
I did that for a long time. And actually, like, the team spirit or sort of like the being together of different people. And then, and then when you're working on a big building site, it's different cultures, different people from different backgrounds who are doing different jobs there. Become, like, become, like, I think it's really easy to look at sort of a job like that and just assume that it's sort of like a little bit sort of like, I don't know, like sort of, sort of aggressive or whatever. Actually, you meet a lot of different people from a lot of different yeah. backgrounds. And, and, you know, when sort of in 1996, 1997, when sort of, we, England and London was a very growing place. You sort of, were, the amount of different people you met, like you'd meet people like, you know, who come from Serbia or Romania, who sort of like, you know, different yeah. people, for, you know, who, and you and the one language that you'd all have was football. Mm. You work for Romanian geezer, straight thing, you're Popescu, Petrescu, yeah. Taji. Legend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Petrescu the plumber. Well, yeah. <laughs> <there, like, laughs> <Petrescu just>, <laughs> we'll just call it, yeah, he had a weird name, you just call him Popescu. Yeah. He was a player. <laughs> Popescu, yeah. by the way, went Hadji. to Tottenham. Hadji. Hadji was good, Popescu people forget about. How does one go from, you know, scaffolding, mm. a failed bin man, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> into comedy? I think I was just... I'd done it for a long time, and I think I just wanted to do something else with my life. I think I was like, I think now we, we have we have conversations as as men about mental health, and and we talk about that a lot. Which I, then you didn't, you you sort of tried to suck up your problems. You didn't want to become a like a hindrance to people, and I think I'd actually got into a position where I was actually probably sort of quite depressed, and I think I was quite down. I think I'd, I'd, the lack of achievement or the lack of feeling that I'd actually accomplished anything mm. in my life. I'd, I'd like not, you know, when you say like working a bit, I was still laboring. I was like at sort of 31, I was still doing the same job I was doing at like 15. I wasn't like, I hadn't climbed up, literally hadn't climbed up that ladder at all. So <clears throat> I sort of, I'd seen like a few different comedians do stand up, and Mickey Flanagan in particular was like, I just watched him and was in an awe, and I thought, actually, I'd have half, I, I, might, I might just try this thing. And then I worked really hard at it, work on a site during the day, and in the evening I'd go and gig, and sometimes, I'd have to go to Manchester on a coach. You travel like five, six hours on a coach to go and do five minutes on stage and travel back that night, like getting to London at like five in the morning. What's this? And like go back and start like open mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just did that and did that and did that. And just like actually weirdly thought, a bit like weirdly, like, you know, in football or, or boxing, how do you get match fit? Mm. And that's just training and training and training and, and giving your whole life, your whole self to it. Yeah, you know, and I was with a lot of young people who were coming through. So I had to sort of be like Ian Wright or Jamie Vardy. <laughs> I played in the non-leagues. I've been grafting a while, and I thought, right, let's see how. Let's see how you know, everything is a football analogy. Yeah, that's what oh I learned. God, yeah, so but much. everything I learn in life, everything is. I'm, I'm not an educated guy. I didn't finish yeah. school. Every, my schooling has been football. Yeah. Like in a, not even a player, but someone who's watched how football works and the different ways different people fit in that world. And I think everything you can put down to football. Mm. Relationships. Relationships. Oh, yeah. Friendships, you know what relationships politics. are? Here we go. Here, I'll give you that. In a relationship, go you know how, what you've got to be? Be a Gary Neville in a relationship. Yeah. Steady every game, right? Mm. The worst <laughs> thing you can do in a relationship, right, is going big, like you go flying in, and you have an amazing debut where you score a hat trick. You, you, you're buying too much. You're treating people to too much, right? And then like da da da. And then what happens is your form waves a little bit. You start not playing as well or whatever, or you're Can't looking for another up. team to play for. And then you know you get ideas of you know, going to a bigger club, right? Worst worst kind of. Like, person. Like, Tom, can you can you go out alone? Can you be going <laughs> no, 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 alone? No, no, you certainly can't go out alone. <laughs> You've got to be Gary Neville, man. You've got to never get along, never. Get, no, 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 no. You, you, once you put on that shirt and you commit to play, don't try scoring goals, just steady every week. Stevie G. Yeah, Lampard, Stevie G. Yeah, Gary yeah, yeah. Neville. Yeah. 
<laughs> not everybody can be a Zlatan. No. Yeah. Zlatan, Zlatan is the worst kind of person. Yeah. He's always looking, hold on, how do I get to a better club? Mm. He's 42, he still can, isn't can, happy. Can you miss training sometimes? No, no, no. You've <laughs> always got to go training. You That's always truth. play your hardest. <laughs> you, you literally pass the ball so someone else could do the better yeah. stuff. That's quality, Gary Neville. And man. that is, that's relationship, be Gary Neville. That is, that's, I'm going to use that. I'm going to start using that. Because yeah, I feel yeah. like now, if I look at my path of life right now, who would I be? Think of for yourself. Because you've got, I think, you've got. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm Gary Neville. I'm, I've done it, 18 years I've done. Is it? I, I, look, yeah. I think now, if in the context of my relationship life, I'm Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy? I look at, no, I, yeah, I look at it and I think, I played for lesser clubs for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I really couldn't find my place. And then I found happiness yeah. in a place. And even though other places <laughs> like, might come in for you, but you go, no, I'm happy here. Yeah. This is the best place. Transfer request, yeah. decline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decline. Transfer request would be such a <laughs> weird thing. I'm thinking you know about what? joining the bigger team. <laughs> he's, you know who he is? He's Dean Ashton. Dean Ashton? Oh, go on. That is a shout. What a player. Yeah, what, what a player, player. but also his that, that would suggest that like you've suggest? had an amazing couple of seasons, but you might never have sex again. <laughs> I would <laughs> You know what? I have actually contemplated the cel cel celibate path. But I would say Firmino. I would say Firmino. Firmino? Wow. Because I have class. I have the potential. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I get benched sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And I just chill on the bench, but then I come on and you go, oh, he's got quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I know yeah, eventually yeah, yeah, Firmino yeah. will find yeah, yeah. his place. Uh, I'm Harry Kane. No, 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 no. Yeah, You're Harry, girl come on. You're girl cliche. Girl cliche. <laughs> <laughs> you were steaming along quite Mate. nicely, and then Mate. you've got ideas above your station. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. That is true. We, <laughs> life is football. Life is football. Football is oh, life. Rims. Tom, Tom, Tom. Yeah, we're going off piece a little bit here and there, yeah. but thoroughly enjoying this chat. But let's let's move on to the to the second shirt, which is the unforgettable shirt. Yeah. It's a shirt that opens doors to great football moments and standout seasons. And you've picked the Juventus 94, 95 home kit. Legendary. Mate, that wow. team. That Juventus around that time was Love like. It. So this is what I'm talking like when I got I got obsessed with like football Italia, like watching yeah. out of a Sunday. That was All like of us were, innit? Yeah, it? and like Sunday was just oh. like, almost like you'd have to say to your mum, like, yeah. you know, you'd sometimes have one, sometimes two games, but they change kickoff time sometimes. So like your whole Sunday roast, yeah, and if you're playing like, it, you know, you're a little league game, yeah, everything had to be scheduled around that. And I was obsessed. <laughs> and I like, Juventus became the team that I just absolutely like. At that time, Ravinelli, Baggio, Viali, Dino Baggio, Conte, they were, they were like an amazing side that just like, I love Dino Baggio. I tried to sort of set my game up like I'd be a player a bit like him. Uh, he was like, yeah. And Conte, you know, and like the manager yeah. you see now. It's insane because you see him now and he should have a head like mine. <laughs> like, um, He's still got his hair from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. His hair's regrown like beautifully. Um, well. But yeah, that that side and that shirt. that the, Back then as well, like the sort of around 96, we started really signing bigger, better players who were coming into the Premier League. But at that time, and I don't know, just had an air of class about watching those teams. It like, was different yeah. in Serie A then. Oh, yeah, I'll give you the best league in the world. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. Signore, like Lazio oh. were banging. Signore. Beppe yeah. Signore, like um, Hullet at Milan. It was like, that was 90s. like a, a time where it was, yeah. And I just used to love how that's, that kit looked. 
like you say, clean lines, and it just looks, you know, it's the a two beautiful... stars as well. Like it was the badge was two stars. Yeah, yeah. A badge in the collar, and mm, Danon. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the middle. Yeah, which... yeah. Well, Danon was a big thing then. It was a yeah. mm, Danon. Wait, Danon's uh, still still around, isn't it? Yeah, it's still doing. They're not sponsoring Juventus anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just dropping little yogurts. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. They're just sticking. I love to the, the idea. Half time, they just have those little yeah, pots. Li little... <laughs> that's Danon, isn't it? The little pots of Danon. Also, that, like. You know the thing where you look at like the stylistic look of that f like Viali, mm. like skinhead, like always like dressed like immaculately on and off pitch, and then Ravinelli with the silver hair, taller and like so, and then Baggio with the little Baggio. ponytail. Oh, yeah, they yeah. look those front three just look so iconic. That time and that that team and that that the just era. but yeah yeah that all their shirts were banging. The Inter Milan was banging as well. Inter oh, Inter AC Milan. Milan. AC Milan. Milan. Lazio Lazio shirt Lazio. was lovely. Fiorentina. Sam, yeah, Fiorentina. Nintendo. Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, Batistuta. And, yeah, all of those. Was that Nintendo when they Nintendo had that Nintendo, one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. They had 7-Up as well. 7-Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the best sponsors, aren't yeah, yeah. Fiorentina, Fiorentina. Fiorentina. And also, like, how much it meant to, like, their teams when, like, if you had... I mean, Batistuta was going to talk. There's one talk, time was talked about going to. I think he was at. He was looked like Juve or whatever. Mm. There's riots in the street and stuff. And I always remember That's crazy, the though. games uh, back then. Smoke. There's, how yeah. did you know I was going to say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't see. The yeah. I couldn't see the games. Yeah, yeah. There was always mist. And also, every game felt big. Mm. Yeah. Every game felt big. Even if Lecce played, you'd be yeah, like, it's yeah, a big yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> Lecce. Lecce against Perugia. Because Lecce needed a draw. Yellow and red kit. Yeah. <laughs> Lecce needed a draw to stay up. And you were like, this yeah, is yeah. a huge game. Le Lecce versus Sampdoria or some stuff. You were like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Put, that, put, that, put that dinner back in the microwave, please. But when you think about Nottingham Brighton, you're like, I don't want to watch that really yeah, as much. No, no, no. But, but oh, Lecce, Sampdoria, 1994. And like when, years later, when I went to like Delapi and like, uh, to the San Siro and all that. There's something even with those old stadiums like that now, look, you you, know, you say earlier when I was chatting to you like about the Tottenham Stadium and about the Emirates and about like, you know, um, the Etihad and all this and, and West Ham, and London State, London, they're beautiful new stadiums. When you go to those Italian ones, they kind of still feel like colossal. They feel like, you know, they're all like, when you walk around them, they're all concrete. They just feel like intimidating. And like, you know, with this, but then weirdly with that smoke, there's an area that's like, beautiful. Like when the game starts, it's like. That's what I feel about Spurs a little bit. That That's a reason, because I've been obviously Emirates, yeah. Wembley, I'm not a fan. For some reason, I don't know if you've been to the new Spurs ground. Yeah, have, yeah, you yeah. have, for me, I still think they've managed to re <laughs> yeah, yeah, retain yeah, yeah. something within the new. But it's weird though, in a sense, like when you go to like San Siro and you go to some of these places like Delapi, and I can't remember the one, the name in Rome, but. You go to these places that are like almost like coliseums. Yeah. Like they, some of them haven't had any work done in years. They don't feel like they feel like, you know, but they still feel like they feel like football stadiums. When you go to Old Trafford now and old, like an Anfield, Anfield is one of the greatest places to watch football in the world. Like they, I, I can't think, you know, but and it's having work done to it to become, you know, but they, they don't feel like they've lasted as well as like these these sort of like Italian, yeah. Mm, I think it's things. the concrete element. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, I just, I, you know, and I they're not flash, there's no bells and whistles. And you're a man that obviously been in, in the building business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about materials. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you know what it is, right? Yeah, it's exactly that. Because it's like, when you try and buy, make stuff to make it look new and cool, right? In 10 years time, something else new and cool has come along and it's like, that thing feels really, really dated. It's the same with kits in a sense, but like, 
if you build something that's just substantial and it's just going to go dump it in the middle of a city and it's just made of concrete, it's always going to be a bit of an eyesore, but it's always going to be the same eyesore. I just didn't like the fact that concrete. Milan, Inter, shared. I think yeah. Torino, Torino, Juventus, shared. Yeah. Uh, Sampdoria, Roma, Genoa, yeah. shared. Lazio, Roma, Roma. Roma. They share. It was just too much sharing, like, what's going on? Yeah, but then also, I guess, it, like, when you get those games and mm. you have to go and sit in the away end of what essentially is usually your home stadium, it becomes quite an amazing thing. Well, that's true, you know. That is mad, isn't it? Yeah. You, how did you feel about Ravinelli going from Juve to... I was devastated. Liverpool? I wanted him to go out? to West Ham. How did you find out? Teletext? Yeah, uh, yeah, it would be... Teletext! <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember sitting on the club line for, like, about five hours? Like, you'd literally go like that. You'd sit looking at Teletext, waiting for it to change, and then they just, like, a flashing little line would say, West Ham in for, interna like, Brazilian international. You'd dial like that, and they'd go... West Ham United are in for the, the, the Brazilian international. More following. And you're like, okay, like, you know, stay and chill. Like, message from so-and-so. And then, like, Harry would come on. Harry Redknapp would come on and go, yeah, we're looking good for Saturday's game. And you go, all right, yeah, who's this Brazilian international? And before you know it, like, you've been on the line for, like, seven hours waiting. And you, it's just literally repeat, repeat, repeat. And nothing would be said about this Brazilian. It was just such a con. That's, I essentially think I spent so long... On those things, I reckon I brought about three or four players for West Ham. <laughs> We're going nostalgic. <laughs>
for the first time, it didn't feel like we were going to stick sort of 10 men behind the ball. We were going Steve McManaman, Adderton, Gazzle, you know, Gazzle was back to it, Sheringham, Shearer, Paul Ince was just, for me, like, we, we, he never gets talked about enough, Paul Ince. As a West Ham fan, there's, there's all this, this thing about what happened there with Man United and stuff, but Paul Ince for England, and then when he went from Man United to Inter, what a player that guy was, man. Like, he, you know, we talk about someone you want in the trenches and Paul Ince just felt like he was just, he just hit them, that ground at that time. And it was, you know, it's an exciting place to be. Stuart Pearce, sort of like this relic from 1990, he was six years later, where sort of all his demons were just like gone. And it was just, it was exciting. And I think like you get to that semi-final and you're sort of like, you know, you're up against Germany again. And it's like six years before that, that the heartache that we felt. And I'd got I'd gone to all the games with my pals, and I was like, that that the whole country just felt like United, United in in this thing. Mm. And I think like when when we lost to Germany in 1990, it felt like there was almost like the Germans then. It was like sort of they they, they were quite humble in their victory, and in '96 they weren't like. Thomas Muller did this dance in front of us and, and it was like this sort of, you know, this sort of posturing thing. Oh, yeah. And it felt there that like... Posture. Yeah, rubbed it in a bit. It's not just that German shirt, it's like all of them. And then, don't give me I'm someone who owns a number of shirts from... I, I look at, like, that. a lot of the Germany shirts are banging. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got really good old-school shirts. But that's the one this that one, just one. always brings heartache, that 96 one. I cried, man. Oh. I definitely cried. Just because England... With a better team in that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, we were. Gaza, Gaza. Yeah, because England would have been, England missed so many chances. Gaza in extra time, and it's just. I think I, I remember after that Gaza miss, everyone started to like kind of know like, all right, cool, it's one of those. Yeah, and to miss one like and, uh, almost yeah, the same yeah. like chance. Yeah, it's not meant to be though, isn't it? And and then there was a bit of the um, there was a thing you know they did a BBC like thing they showed a tournament, and because you knew that Terry Venables was stepping down, you knew he was going. And they did this, uh, they did a song by a band called Cast, and it was a song was called Walk Away. Mm. And it was like, I just even now, I sometimes, if I want to make myself feel sad, if I'm about to go and do a sad scene and so on, I'll go back and watch that. I'll go watch like the Walk Away bit with Terry Venables. Just there's a bit where he's like, and he's just not nailed it enough, and all the players are crying, and it's an amazing thing. Mm. And that's, uh, yeah. And I think football, yeah, more than more than any, yeah, the little joys that it brings, but actually the sort of like those moments of like, wow, like boom, that's reality. Mm. Yeah, I think then they're always sort of because there are hopes to win a tournament. Mm. Yeah, they're always just the hopes are quite high. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they do go far, England. England in the last four years, I mean, Euros with the final, with semi-finals, quarterfinals. It's always end up never winning it. Mm. Yeah, never winning it. And 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 if I'm honest, I think sometimes. Like, I think it has to be right when you do. I agree. I think it has to be right when you do. All the chakras need to align. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think also, like, you have to make sure that, like, for society's in the right place for that as well. I think mm -hmm. actually in 96, it, was, it wasn't too far away, you know. I think in the last one, I think, like, the, the, the last one, not to get too deep about, I think it actually opened up a lot of stuff when you look at it and go, actually... Like there's a lot we have to do as society now. It wasn't like, right we, for it to. Yeah, but also that 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 like the final with what happened, I thought it was truly like disgusting, man. Mm. I thought it was horrible, and I thought there's bits of like where, where we have we been too short-sighted in thinking there's problems that are still are massive within us as a society that need clearing up, 
and we don't we're not we don't deserve to win a tournament if this is the way that we're going to behave mm. like for those young people man mm. i think that that's i think you know we all have to sit down and take a look at ourselves you know because that's that's not the england that i'm proud to support as a fan that's not the england i want to support as a fan like i think that that's yeah it's a pretty pretty low moment i think in in us as a country it certainly didn't it was certainly wasn't synonymous with even like the losses that i felt in 96 and 1990 that felt something it, it was a mm. bit of disgusting taste and i hope that hopefully that that will never be saying it happens again we have to work as as fans and as people definitely I feel like mordor i went mm. it was yeah. it was weird yeah energy was dark yeah. like, i just I, felt a bit like ooh, yeah ominous yes yeah. And then afterwards, it was funny because it was quite a nice day. And then afterwards, I remember coming out of the stadium and it rained. Yeah. And I was like, this is good that England didn't win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was actually good. Mm. I watched it on TV felt... that game. Yeah. Yeah. The in there was mad, man. It was manic. Yeah. I went to every other game. I didn't go to that one. I went to, se I was to like, the semi-final oh. and then I was just like... And the semi-final was creeping in, though, that that feeling of uh, like entitlement and a slight aggression. I think because we've come out of like COVID and yeah, stuff, and it just, yeah. and it just felt like people were ready to just. You know, the Germany game felt like, wow, like that's, that felt that, the best that one, didn't it? That, yeah. that felt the moment everyone was joyous and everyone was happy, and it felt like. And then weirdly, there's this sense of like, oh, we should win this now, and that was never a thing in '96 or, or in mm, in 1990. Yeah. Yeah. It just got mm. quite sort of, yeah. Like even even like, I was at like the Scotland game. It just felt even then like. People were ready to like they were jumping on Harry Kane or Raheem oh, Sterling. Oh yeah, that was nil nil, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they felt like there, you're like, wow, like it just felt a little bit like. And then the Germany game come along, and then we were like, oh, actually, no, everything's alright. And then we sort of like start playing a little bit better. But even in that game, I remember because I went with Romesh, and we were a bit like, oh, this doesn't, this feels a bit like edgy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, people were quite quick to get on players' backs, and it wasn't like, wow, this is like a tournament. Let's enjoy it. Let's, you know. Let's treat this for what it is. We've got like humanity has been through like the most testing eighteen months that it can go through, and we're all back and we're all watching football. That's something that we at one point didn't think we'd be doing again for a long time. Let's be joyous about that. But instead, what happened was just like wow, this sort of anger fed through the place yeah, at the time. The collective and consciousness was just bubbling, just bubbling, yeah. and that was that's the thing that I was like a bit like the '96. Even though we lost, people were just I think a bit more. Football-wise, we'd lost, but I think we felt maybe as a country, I think we felt that like we were still growing, and I think there were still things to look forward to. There's things which, like I think that us winning the last year would have felt like a plaster, but there's so many other things going on. Well, st sticking to '96, I mean uh, England playing Scotland when Gascoigne done that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that celebration. Jamie Redknapp comes off the bench. Yeah, how is it like working with him now? Well, look, firstly, that game with Jamie, right? That was. People forget what a baller Jamie right, he was. was like Jamie was like, and when you talk to other players and people who played with him or played against him, you realise the respect that goes out to Jay. Like he's like incredible guy, and actually his knowledge of the game. And even now, people don't know really. Like he does so much for like younger players and people coming through. He's he's like a G man, but yeah, I I love the guy. The, the, I've had some of the best times of filming and being away with him like i had to pinch myself a bit when i first like worked with jay because mm. he was like wow like it's an insane thing to say i'm we're not that far away in age but he was playing for liverpool while i was still at school 
Like he he's sort of been around. Like I remember girls in my class having pictures oh of him God. on their uh, like you know, the stickers of him. The, the yeah. calendar. Yeah, yeah. He was like Jamie Redknapp. He was like he was a, handsome. He was cute. Oh, he was the man. He's still. Man. Yeah. Let me he's tell you, right? If you him. if you ever feel in your life that you actually start feeling good about yourself, you need to check yourself and how you look. Find Jamie Redknapp, stand next to him for about 35 seconds and you'll feel disgusting and you'll feel like just you walk away. Like, I've had to take my top off in the same scenario as Jamie Redknapp and look at him and go, oh, God. What's he do? What's never... Jim, Jim works out a lot. Uh, do you know what? I reckon he could not work out. I think he's got a metabolism. You see some footballers retire yeah. and then they put loads of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, it's like, yeah. And you know what? The first time we went to Holland together and we were filming... It was insane because I like that was a moment for me where I was like, it wasn't even that long really since I'd stopped working on building sites. And I was like with AJ, with uh, Andy Joshua, Jamie Redknapp, and F Freddie Flintoff, and John Barnes. I'm like, wow. Like, that like, is a, that yeah, is the, a like it wasn't team. even like pinch, pinch yourself because these, like, you know, the heavyweight champion of the world, arguably the greatest guy ever to play cricket for this country, Jamie Redknapp, who's like this football, and John Barnes, bruv. John Bar Barnsley, I mean, you talk about 1990, Barnsley, man. It's like, and, and out of every, like, Barnsley, by the way, is one of the funniest people you ever worked with. Like, like, mad guy, but yeah, Redknapp just put, like, he's like a captain of that thing. He puts his arm around you and you feel like, yeah, you kind of just want to bathe in whatever glow he gives off because he's an incredible guy to be around. And uh, and he's like, but he's, we used to go out and have, like, he'd sort of go, to me, he'd go, oh, do you fancy one of these? Uh, there's this stuff called, it's like whipped cream called Slagroom. Slagroom? Slagroom? Like? Yeah, it's in, it. in, in like Holland. And he goes, should we get some Slagroom, like uh, these coffees with this cream? Like, it's like oh. that much cream and about that much coffee, but it's like thick whipped cream. And I was like, you don't need, look at me. Like, of course I want to eat that. And then he'd go, oh, should we get some cookies or chocolate muffins, pancakes? I was like, I put on about stone and a half. Think that he's gonna, he's, he didn't even roll over his belt. I'm like, all my pants are just giving way. Oh, <laughs> you know, all the no. bands of my pants. I can imagine. All you can see out of the Calvin Climb is a C <laughs> and the N. <laughs> I can imagine him chilling with Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, and Tom Cruise looking at him going, oh man, you. you hey, Jamie, like, how are you? Yeah, yeah, but and also Tom Cruise looks at Jamie Redknapp going, I have had to, I've had to become an actor. Yeah. I've had to graft. Tom Cruise, by the way, I'm like, you're 60. At some point, <laughs> give up trying to be the, like, in all his films, he's like the fastest man in the world. <laughs> Tom Cruise, yeah, don't yeah, give up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you think, well, maybe you should. Well, I think that might be the Scientology membership. Yeah. I might join. It looks like there's benefits there. Yeah, yeah. Mate, he looks incredible. But he doesn't look as good as Jamie. Yeah, Jamie Redknapp. He's the next Tom Cruise. Yeah. I, I'd actually back Jamie as James Bond. I'd like to see Jamie as James Bond. I could that's, a good, that's a good shot. Yeah, yeah. Red, Red as James Bond would be good. That's a good shot. He, him and his dad, like, as well. I play golf with those two, mm. right? Just casually. And they, when you, you know, like, the thing that, People say you need to be a truly amazing sportsman. Yeah, right. That's where you see it. Like the the thing of I don't have that in me to win. We played in like pairs, so it was Jamie and a mate of his, and me and Harry. And the pressure I felt, I got put under by Harry to be good or something, and I just melted. I was just like you know, and Jamie was just like the two the rivalry with them between them two, and then to be caught up in the crossfire of that, as someone who's very inadequate and also hasn't really got that will to win. I, I've been fine in my whole sporting life just to go, oh, like, yeah, how, you know, how did you play it today, son? I touched the ball. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know, a throw in. Um, that's enough for me. You know what I mean? Bounced off my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I think I, I got a record amount of people who were like, were, I got like um, sportsmanship awards quite a lot. Someone who took part with no acclaim. Uh... Yeah, and it was just enough just to be out there. <laughs> you do well in this day and age. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you mean there's no winning or losing? That's perfect for me. <laughs> that might be football in 2070. <laughs> just everybody's a champion, we all lift a trophy. Mate, that would be an incredible thing. I even like, I was even playing with Harry and like we had shots on Jamie and like he was, he was, I like parred one hole. And what does that mean? It's like you basically I went around, so oh, I went okay. at the level of how it should be. And like Harry put an arm around me and I genuinely felt like, you know, Harry Redknapp was like, what's that man? Like, Harry yeah. Redknapp, what a G of a man, what a legend of a human being. Like me say, like, what, like he's everything you want him to be and more, right? And I'm like, wow, this, how, this is how it feels to sort of like have a sporting great tell you're amazing. Next hole, I hit the ball from where I am to where you boys are, right? And he goes, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> and then I struggled to get out of long grass for about 40 minutes. This is just one of the worst things. Like, let him just get out of him and sit and just let him sort himself out. And them all walking away where you're just trying to hit a ball out of the, out of the long grass, get it out, throw it, and just hope for the best. It's a mentality thing, isn't it, really? Yeah, man. It's, it's a winner's mentality. Them. I don't have that. I, I, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just I'm just bumbling through. I have a chiller's mentality. Yeah, yeah. Same and in, in, yeah. yeah a chiller's mentality yeah. is a good one. Yeah. And every time now and again that the sun just shines a little bit from the clouds, like, you go, oh, that's all right. Winning. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Some people have the sun the whole time. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. when Rio sat here, we had such an interesting uh, interview and I think uh, uh, a difference of energy between us two and, and Rio. Yeah, when yeah. he was like, what are you guys planning for the next two months? Oh, and yeah, we're right. like... Let me, can I say what, something about Rio, right? What is that? And he's like, I can't live like that. I'm, I'm not that far in age from Rio. I think we're a similar age, mm, yeah. right? So I watched Rio come through and like, you know, the, the feeling when Rio Fernand was coming through at West Ham was like, you've got to remember the greatest player of the players, Bobby Moore. All of a sudden you've got this kid coming through that everyone like, to have a youth, or two youth players, him and Joe Carl at the time, that everyone's talking about, right? And sometimes that happens and the person comes through and they aren't as good as you thought they were. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it happens with those two in Rio where they're better than you even anticipated they would be, right? So Rio has been synonymous. I look at Rio and, and think like, he's made those moves to be like, so when the one of the biggest moments of my life was when I won a BAFTA, was an incredible thing to have gone from where I started to win that. Like that was like a moment. I didn't think like that, that when we won that, I didn't think for a second we would, we were up against some of the best shows in this country. Like, and we were this tiny little weird show that no one really, like, it was really like a weird little thing. And when we won it, it was like, wow, you know? And Rio also won that year. And afterwards, I was walking around and I, like when we talk about winner's mentality and stuff, I was like, I can't really find my place within like walking around here at the moment. Like, you know, everyone around me was winners. Everyone was like the best people in television and film or whatever. And I'm walking around and like, I'm also, but I'm also like not in a way I don't need to like, run around sort of like like shaking everyone. I'm not a great like networking. But then I see Rio's there, right? I know Rio a bit from from sort of like social media and I've done some charity stuff with him. And he comes over and he says, congratulations. And like, we're talking for a bit. And he's like, but what are you gonna do next? What's your next thing? Right, and I was like, I don't know, like, yeah, wow, it's a BAFTA. And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you enjoy it, enjoy it, take your wife away, have a nice time, enjoy it. And then you gotta go again, and you gotta win your next one of those. You put that away, and you win your next oh. one of those. And you know what? You that get... was the first time in my life ever where I looked like, and like he took the time to come and tell me that. And since that, I carried that with me. So, 
that's never been like, at that point I was like, oh, maybe this is it. This is enough. This is the thing. And then from there, I was like, actually, you know what? I can push on. And then from there, we went and we made King Gary that became a bigger thing and the curse. And then like, I've just wrapped on the biggest thing I've done film-wise and now I'm going to go and tour. Amazing. So when I say I don't have the winning thing, which is like, but actually, when I sat and chatted to Rio that night, I took a little bit of like a thing of going, I might, you know, might not always win the prize, but you know what you can do is always get up in the morning and go and try and always like push yourself to the best version of yourself. And that through that little conversation I had with Rio and I subsequently had other chats with him in there, I found that a real big inspiration. Oh, that's interesting. Nice little gem there, isn't it? Yeah. Cause I think it's, I'm fat, how are you, how old are you? I'm 30. I'm feeling those shifts a little bit. I feel like when you get into the 30s, maybe those, those questions yeah. become more. It's family, isn't it? And it's also, mm. but it's also you've got to find a thing that you want to excel at. When, I, when you see like amazing footballers and going back to that, like, and you have that drive and they've had that drive since 10, they, you know, but it's when you see someone like Rio now, where, where he's not just excelled at being a footballer, <clears throat> he's excelled as being like, you know, a pundit, he's excelled as being a businessman, but also he's excelled at being a human being in the sense that he's able to reach down and help people from where he's from. He's able to help people in the stuff that he's been through as a, as a guy, as a husband, as a father, whatever, you know, He's excelled at doing that as well, and that's inspiring. And what we need in, you know, in, in like for working class kids is inspiring people. Tom, we yep. go to the last shirt now, the named one. Yeah. So it's that one player you have in the back of the shirt, and you went with Zinedine Zidane. All day. This was a time when, like, I go and what I like, I became obsessed with like going to watch, like, jumping on a ferry and going and watch games, and like. This side was like a side though. So, like my dad says now, he was like, I had no, like academically, I was terrible at school, da da da. But I was like obsessed with like foreign football, with football in general. I'd know like players like from like the French league, from like a player from Austria, like through Champions Championship manager a little bit, but also just through like, I used to read like by like Eurosport, used to do like Euro football, used to do a magazine. So I used to be able to go there and then you could get like El Equipe, which is like a French magazine. So, yeah, yeah. so I wouldn't be able to like read, like, but I'd be able to know enough about stats and stuff. I was like, and foot, fantasy football was big. Mm. So Stato and stuff was like this. And like, I was obsessed with like finding out, like, so it used to be like not at, at the time, were a really, really good side. Um, so I sort of became like, obsessed with French football just at the time when just before really it became everything that you'd see now where like in 96 where like Zidane popped and everyone was like you know that French team on the run up to France 98 I'd sort of heard about these players, players a little bit and like sort of knew what we knew what the French team was going to be a little bit more than it wasn't as big a surprise, surprise like you know Taram and stuff like that these guys who were sort of like just come, you know I'd watch come through and me and my dad would get like the ferry over and we'd watch like French football and we'd talk about French football a lot and it was really exciting to go and watch those games but that Bordeaux team was like full of talent but it had three exceptional talents you had Christophe de Gary oh my god he was a banging banging footballer he was Yuri. incredible uh, it had Lizarazu. Oh. oh baller and it had Zidane oh wow I didn't Lizarazu was at Bordeaux in that they were all at Bordeaux, which was a relatively small team at that time. De Gary is one of those weird ones who sort of like later on just almost, but he, when, when you used to watch it, he sort of had that, that sort of, you know, like sometimes like that sort of Berbatov. Berbatov. Mm. Berbatov and that sort of almost like way of just, it, like Benzema has it sometimes where he just, it feels like effortless, but it's yeah. brilliant. And it's like, 
But in the, in the centre point of it all was this, like this guy who just. I always think footballers as well. It helps if you've got that thing a bit like you know when the Simpsons. They Matt Groening always said like when you see the silhouettes of the Simpsons, they're so distinctive. And I think with a footballer, R nine had it, Ronaldo had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you see someone who just stands out on the pitch is like, and he because he had this sort of the the, the, ball, the patch. ball patch. I love that. And you just was, and also as a bald man, you're like, wow, he's owning that ball patch. <laughs> like he's made that the center point of his whole look. So when I went to France in, at France '98, I went along and um, with the hopes that from '96 we'd progress and we'd be a, like a better team and we might well nick it. We might we we, we you know we'd we'd added young players who could really play. So you sort of went into that tournament with so much hope and, you know, but then you knew that there was this amazing French team that were just like Vieira, Petit, you know, everyone in that team was just So you wasn't surprised that they beat Brazil 3-0 in that final? No, 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 no. You had that inside info as well, having like... Not just inside info, yeah, but inside info, but also like, you know, we'd watched Vieira, man. You'd seen World Beach, you'd seen Petit. You knew that how good they were. Turam, you know, you're talking about a team there that was just like Lizarazu, you know, Henri was on the bench. Henri, you know, yeah. this team was like, that was always going to dominate. That just the, the levels that, you know, not to get too into it, but like that they put in in France to get these young players to the point and, and subsequently, like everything you've seen since is like, they've constantly, because France before then were like, they kind of struggled a little bit. So sort of, they'd have Platini, they'd have moments, but they, they literally were like they could, you know, Patrice Evra. They like, you know, out of nowhere, like they, they worked really hard at developing players who could play to that level. And I think at that World Cup was a moment of like what we now almost live in a world where France. So you go into any tournament, you look at France and go, oh yeah, they could have a chance here, mm. you know. And I think that was it. And, and France '98 was like the first. '96 was the first one that I went to games in this country, and then '98 was the first one that I gone abroad and watched games. And it was like, wow, all the bells and whistles of like a tournament as a fan was amazing. Well, I say amazing, actually, it was pretty terrifying at times. What was, was the most trouble. embarrassing thing that happened when you went to a World Cup? Because I love, I'm, I, I love embarrassment. So, well, do yeah. you? I love it. Of course, that's that's what you should remember. Embarrassment, not great things. Belt up then, the worst because this is yeah, this is true. so. I don't know good if you point. remember much about that tournament. One of the things that was big, really, like there was a lot of trouble, like, um, and where England were, it was like down by Marseille, so it was a lot of. Oh, I was there for off. the yeah the ones with the, yeah. with the Russia fans. Russia yeah, fans. Yeah. yeah. So this was a lot more like it was kicking off everywhere. Anyway, England's kit at that time they would wear like when we played played in uh, played against us. we were all white. I don't know if you remember we had the white shirt, but then we wore the waist shorts. So it was like an all white like kind of Real Madrid vibe. And I'd sort of like I like to think that that's why they wore it is because I was busting that look, thinking it it looked pretty. Cool. You wore the kit to the game. Yeah, I, I was wearing it. Kit and shorts and socks. He's ready to come on? Not socks, not socks. Not not socks. socks. I'm not ready to come on. Get a big fella out. Um, Long ball. Yeah, yeah. I saw, it, I saw him playing for the Patcher and he's a good player. So it was Sutton Knights. He was a good player for Sutton Knights. Um, boots, boot bag. Um, I had the white shorts and the white top and then I think I was probably busting. If, if, I, if it was 1998, I was probably walking about in a pair of Reebok Classics. You're like Thai over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Oh my God. You're like England trainers, right? Uh, <laughs> this isn't even the shameful bit. Anyway, when we're out there, it's kicking off, right? So it was wherever you go, you saw it a bit in Marseille, you go, you'd be in like fans' areas and whatever, and it wasn't probably as like uh, organised as like when you were there, but it would just kick off in places. And it was like 
we were down by the front and then someone was like, oh, it's kicking off like da da da. And there was police there and everything. Uh, and there was a lot of like uh, other fans. So all the other fans are basically grouped together to give like England fans a bit of a. Well, France, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, France yeah. teamed up with Cameroon and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so there was like a, a union, a European yeah, union. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I was like, with a couple of pals and we were bowling, trying to get sort of through this thing and it, it sort of kicked off. And I saw a group of like, I think, they were, I don't know, I didn't get their passports, but I think they were German. It might have been Dutch. And they're pointing like over at us and then they're looking at me because oh, they're like, oh. he's the biggest guy. You're the scum. Yeah, yeah, he's a big guy, big pair of curtains on. If they had any internet, like they'd have looked and gone, someone would have gone, but he's wearing... A whole kit. <laughs> <laughs> He's harmless. But basically, earlier that day, I'd eaten a burger that was rare. Like oh. it was the first time it had rare, really rare red meat. Oh no. So as this thing kicks off, this guy like hits me, I hit the ground. I'm like, I just like hit the ground quick and then hopefully they'll just like leave me alone. But they didn't want to start kicking me. As I'm on the floor, like Everything, whether it's adrenaline, fear, whatever, fight or flight, or it might have just been a bit of food poisoning, everything spills out of me. I crap myself bad, right? Ah, uh, you right? food yourself. And I'm in a white pair of shorts and uh, a white shirt. Oh, it's not even baked beans, right? it's yeah, something yeah, else. Yeah, oh, mate. Like, one of them just looks down and, get, like, pulls away all his friends and looks, and I'm rolling around on the floor in, like, in my own feces, right? And it's like, yeah, like they went, oh, like that. And he goes, yeah, no, you get up, yeah, get up, get up. I sort of had to get up and sort of, as I remember, the, like, I remember, like, it's almost like a sort of, like, you know, like the sea, like, opens, like, vibe. And I just walked through and everyone was just like, oh, you know, I think that there was fighting continuing, but. They let you through. Yeah, yeah. So I, it saved you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it saved me. But in the most, I actually genuinely now think, actually, probably, like, being hospitalized by being beaten up would have been less dignifying. And as you're walking past people, you could just see people, like, yeah, like, you know, like how cosmopolitan France is, people are sitting there having an espresso and a croissant, talking like that, and then going, <sighs> Look at this man. I told this story to Robert Perez and he just went, that is disgusting. I went, it was terrifying. He went, no, no, no. That is disgusting. It's like... But I think it saved you. Everything happens yeah, for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. you have to be grateful for your yeah. IBS or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> IBS? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that there's a couple of German football hooligans sitting around going, uh, and this one time we were in France and we literally beat the crap out of someone. <laughs> That's and then they see it. you on a Netflix series. That was him. Yeah. That was the guy who yeah, beat up. Imagine like drawing curtains on him. Yeah. I still remember him. Like a him. full, like, full kit. Go on. Oh, yeah. full kit shoulder shake. You're lucky that it wasn't now, because now somebody would have recorded it. Oh, yeah. you're on TikTok. Viral. You'll be on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, It'll yeah. Be, everyone has to do it in TikTok now. This man yeah. pulled himself <laughs> at the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, the, world, the world's worst football hooligan. This guy is in the middle of Marseille, dressed in a full football oh, kit. I love that. <laughs> Look at these German words. fans kicking the poop out of him. Yeah. <laughs> that automated words is classic. Oh, isn't it? I hate that. Oh. You know the thing I hate, and this wow. is about football. The one I can't stand is like, this man really loves his girlfriend. Watch what's about to happen. <laughs> and it's like standing with the boards and sort of like, and he's like, Ooh. that's everything I hate about social media. Social media is strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like in no, he's got no top on. <laughs> a pair of really like cut jeans like that. I think that's a beautiful part, you know, way to end, of end course, this interview. Of course, man. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, so I'm gonna tell my uncle Sebastian about that story. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Woo. <laughs> well Tom, thanks for coming today. Every time. It man. was uh,
a pleasure. Of course. I don't want to say my favorite show, but possibly the favorite episode we've done. Of course. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100 Fully, yeah. And great stories in there. Thank you for holding my hand and walking me down <laughs> memory lane. Oh, of no course, worries. man. People, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. This has been Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. That is right. Big up our guys at Classic Football Shirts for the wonderful shirts you've seen on the screen today as well. And this has been Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. <laughs>